Shut up and sit down. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with the not so aerodynamic Matley Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Enjoy. What? Bonk, slam, snap, off, tempo, shammy, carback, endo, cadence, hammer, fondo, arrow, threshold, breakaway, century, peloton, and VO2 max. On my bicycle. Singing my song. On my bicycle ride. Choose your arch enemy from the following list. Mountain biker, triathlete, clueless cyclist, motorist, pothole, or gluten. On my bicycle ride. Everyone's out to share the road with an environmentally conscious and active citizen like yourself. Hey, get a car. Hi, right, welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Von Dering, and I'm here with Lance Hepler. Lance Hot Pants right here in studio. He's back. He's looking tan. Uh, am He's I looking only, tan? You look like you've seen the sun way more than anybody at this table. I did sit in the Arizona sunshine for like four days, which was nice. quite nice. It's got the air of like Snowbird or something <laughs> like that around you. So it does. Snowbird aura. It's like an orange tint to it almost. <laughs> I am not quite old enough to be considered a Snowbird, but I have been Snowbirding. But you, but you look like one almost. <laughs> been doing it. Awesome. To his right, Evan Price. I just had a mouthful of like peanut butter pretzels right there. What's everybody drinking today? So I am going to admit that this is actually what I've been drinking lately, and it's this is this is shameless because it's not something I'm very proud of that I'm drinking, but is XS, which is the Amway energy drink. Huh. I'm not going to explain any further. No, I am not an <laughs> Amway. I am not an Amway salesman. Was that a gift to you? It was. It was given to me. So please we're, don't explain it. I'm not going to explain it, but there there will. This this needs. To were there stop strings attached, habit. Evan? There were strings attached. <laughs> there needs. To, oh, no. I'm also having a meeting at my house this week to talk about their wonderful products. If oh, you want to drop by, please. I'm not coming to that. <laughs> Only if you have Tupperware too. Does anybody watch Shit's Creek here? The show. One of the best comedies of all time. Yes. <laughs> you know when they're doing the makeup thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. When they, oh, yeah that was hilarious. And then yeah. everybody in the town's already in the the, yeah. the pyramid scheme. Yeah. One of the funniest episodes yeah. in that show when Moira's <laughs> trying to bring him in. <laughs> if you haven't seen that. Shit's oh, Creek. everybody needs to watch that show. You need yeah. to do yourself a, a service by watching that. Do yourself a big favor. It's like favor. won awards too. Oh yeah, it's it, it's, it's amazing. Good. And yeah. what's funny about that that shows? The, I watched the first episode. I'm like, nah, just yeah, nah. I agree. And then somebody's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. Go watch back it. and keep watching. And I watched the second episode. Actually, I started over and I watched it with my wife. And I again was like, nah, after the first episode, but I was like, yeah, nah, it's got possibility potential. Yeah, got into second one, and then all of a sudden it was on, and it's yeah. like you just want more. It's it's <laughs> it's just like The Office to me, where as soon as you let the characters develop, you just got to let yes. the characters develop for a second. Yes. Best show you'll watch. Yeah, yeah. It's I've heard good things. It's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. On Skype today, Mr. Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking fantastic today, what? from I, what I can tell. 
Do I, I can tell you guys look good. Do I see some uh, facial hair on you, Matt? Is that what I'm seeing? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to uh, try to groom this into a mustache so I can join the gang. He's trying his best. <laughs> I was going to make a comment yesterday, Matt, but I wasn't sure if it was an accident or if it was it was an attempt. Uh, I do this all the time where I just like don't shave for a week, and then I'm like, eh, it is December, so I might just yeah. roll with it for a little while. I could get some a good like. Something fluffy and red, ready, and for you guys, if that's what you guys want. I like it. Fluffy. I think I think the, the, the slight red. ginger tint to it is good because I have a little ginger tint to mine when I really, really grow it out quite a bit. And there's Not gray in the beard too, so that's just oh, like nice. extra points. Distinguished. Nice. Same. My ridiculous mustache is still on my face, and it is as ginger red tint. as mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. <laughs> mustache talk. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Let's do some backpelling. Matt, why don't you kick us off today? Um, I didn't do that much. I think I swam twice, ran twice, and biked most days. Did that Tuesday uh, group ride with the with the team. Um, I was able to hang on for 38 minutes. That was my time. That's solid. That was when I got popped off the back. It was like maybe wow. the second or third hill that we did. I don't remember. The Innsbruck. Uh, it's kind of like a oh, crit Innsbruck almost. Is brutal. Yeah. yeah, Innsbruck's a very hard course. They've got that one little climb in there. It's what about two minutes long? Yeah, yeah. We started up pretty fast. Like we, like right from the get go, we were going pretty solid. And uh, I knew when I hit that hill on the first one. I was like, yeah, this is going to be the end of me here pretty soon. And then sure enough. <laughs> I, you know, do you know what's do funny with Zwift? I realize no matter what ride, John, everybody always remembers the exact minute you got dropped. That's, that's funny. What, well, it's I, like because you're like watching the it. minutes go down. You're like, oh man, thirty-eight, fourteen. That's right when I decided <laughs> to get shot out the back. <laughs> yeah, so that was good. That was a lot of fun, and I have been riding the mountain bike a little bit. I took it to cross country practice again, um, so that was fun. And then uh, just rode around a little bit yesterday, which was awesome as well. So. I'd say, Lance, your bike is getting a little bit of usage. That makes me happy. I'm glad yep. you're... Uh, it's not my bike anymore, Matt. It is yep. yours. So, Your makes, old steed. I saw him riding it. He looked like he had I fun. like it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, that makes yeah. me happy. Yeah, I love it. good times. Anything else, Matt? Um, yeah, you know, I avoided skateboarding with uh, Evan yesterday. <laughs> I'll let Evan do his backpedal to oh, talk about skateboarding. I was, I was shredding the gnar over at Matt's cul-de-sac. <laughs> I think that's what the kids say these days. <laughs> what you gotta understand though is when you roll up to Matt's cul-de-sac, like what, like two or three houses have like little skateboard yeah. jumps and like little ramps. Yeah. And oh, it's basically so, it, it's gonna become a skate park here soon. Yeah, it's gonna it, for sure it's like become a skate completely illegal for sure for us to just take over the road. Yeah, which we do every day. Full of extreme sports over there. It's pretty cool. Full of fire code violations, yeah. I'm sure. But <laughs> awesome, Evan, backpedal. Yeah. So um, let me think. During the week. Pretty low-key training through most of the week. I'm start very random stuff. I just started running at Evergreen High School. They just laid down a new track over by the middle on the other side of the middle school. Matt, Matt will know what I'm talking about here. That is a plush, bouncy track. That's like brand new, Matt. Like brand spanking new. All it right. Is, well, check it out. It's like running on pillows. It's so, so nice. But anyway, that's been nice for my lunch breaks to be able to run over there real quick. Uh Thursday morning. Me and Nate just flogged each other again up and down. I I get to choose the courses. This is really unfair to Nate. I try to keep it fair. Wait, so Josh quit coming and now No, Nate he had he 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 wasn't there this Thursday, but he's he's committed. Okay. He wants to come. But it is <laughs> I, I will admit, this is I, I know I always joke about these like, man, these are fun. It is very hard to get up at four twenty ever and oh. like and I I'm used to training at four thirty. It is a different world to be like, I gotta chase Nate Scott this morning. Like, oh my god. <laughs> it's and it's never eased into it. It's like 
you start out, hit the first 2%, 320 watts right off the bat, and we're holding that the rest of the way. <laughs> yep, I'm warm. <laughs> it is like, it is just a nightmare every single Thursday morning. And then I always go into a track workout right uh, during, during my lunch, too. So Thursdays have just become this absolutely terrible day. But uh, it, it's great to have somebody like Nate, like Josh, that just, it's like this hilarious peer pressure we, we have between each other where it's like, Thursday mornings, okay. Here we go. Here you go. If the legs aren't there, sorry, man. No hard feelings. You're getting dropped out the back. But <laughs> but I, I have to continue to choose courses where I can outclimb Nate because that's the only way I am going to yeah. ever. Once he gets on the flats, that dude can sit there and hold 400 watts like it's his job for way too long. Wow. Yep. And so then we race on Saturday morning. We got this. We're doing this crit smash thing on Zwift, trying to do it every single Saturday to just build the threshold which is basically 75 minutes at pretty close to what would be just an all-out effort. And it is, we made it to like the 30-minute mark with the lead group this time. So we're just adding 10 minutes at a time until we can actually stay with that lead group for this entire race. (laughs) But just to throw throw out the numbers, so this is how bad I am at Zwift racing. If you're a good Zwift racer, you have a power profile like Nate had for this race. Now, we both dropped back to the chase group with Josh, and the three of us worked and tried to break away multiple times, and it just never worked. But Nate had an average power of like 290 and a normalized power of like 340. Wow. Huh. I had an average power of 308 and a normalized power of 311. That is what a bad Zwift racer does, because <laughs> that means... You didn't take many breaks. You basically did a time trial the entire time, yes, which is did. incredibly yeah. stupid, but uh, I'll probably learn how to race that a little bit later. But for the 75 minutes, I had to hold like four and a half watts per kilo, which is, I don't know how much higher than that I can get. That so brutal. this race is wow. brutal on Saturdays, but become very fun. Are you guys on Discord talking to each other during this? Um, we've talked about it, but honestly, I don't think I'd be able to... like. We we were joking. We're like, what would we say to each other? Like, hold on, man. <laughs> it was just you guys are working together on. a little bit, or coming up with some tactics. So once we fell to the chase group, it would have been nice that we to get on Discord this next yeah. Saturday because I was texting like, hey, right at thirty miles, we're going for one minute six watts per kilo, which we did. The 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 problem is is we were clearly doing all the work in the chase group because yeah. they'd save their legs. We would do this one minute. So our, our our attack was one minute at six watts per kilo, and then tried to hold five minutes at five watts per kilo. Yeah just back to back and we're like that should get us away no we everybody was just lined out and chasing us for the entire six minutes we finally went off the gas and everybody you know bunches back up so get on discord we need to use the dial channel yeah and i want to listen to it just like (laughs) a fly on the wall we actually (laughs) we could we could record it because the first 30 minutes is going to be us dying and then it'll be us dropping back to the chase back and just talking the entire time Uh, but I mean, it's, it's fun racing. It's the exact inverse of what an actual real road race would be where like you actually ease into the race and then the hard efforts come at the end right. In Zwift. It's like the first 30 minutes, kill yourself. And then the next 30 minutes is just like, hold on and then <laughs> save it for the last five minutes. But, but yeah. Um, and then Sunday woke up with the biggest grin on my face. I've probably had in months. There was a race in challenge Daytona. Me and Matt will be talking about um, it was a triathlon, basically the world championship this year. And it was, I was texting everybody I know in the triathlon world and saying, if you want to be inspired today, watch this race. It was the, there, there were some performances that were just absolutely, inc- absolutely incredible. Suspicious. So, some, some were suspicious. Most were incredible. I'll say there, there was another race that had some, some very suspicious performances. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about, but 
We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that. But yeah, um, and then this morning before I ran over here, we, me and Josh were back on our Monday track routine, and we uh, decided we were going to start resting less between sets. That's the most exciting thing I have from this morning. Wow. I know we were like, all right, instead of two minutes rest, we'll do one minute's rest. And that was and a that big was revelation. Evergreen on the plus um, track? No, we went over to uh, uh, Hudson's Bay just because I was over uh, right after a meeting. So we just went out right there. We were It was 5 by one k Matt, with like 200 active recovery. So it was a real short yeah, recovery. And we, I was like 305 each one. So I'm fine with that right. for now. Nice. Yeah. Fine with it for now. <laughs> That's it. There cool. you go. There's back pedal. Epler. Yeah. Good to see you here, man. It's been a while. You know what's better? We can actually understand what you're saying yes, you this can. week in your backpedal. Watch your backpedal, man. <laughs> I was listening to it last week. Yeah, that's right. I figured this is dumb. I just I just need to go home for a while just so they can hear my backpedal properly. <laughs> I'm going to drive 14 hours just to make sure they can hear me. <laughs> yeah, I spent most of the week in Mesa, Arizona. My, my sister has a home in Mesa. They weren't there, so we had the house to ourselves. Lance is a, Lance is a glorified squatter. No, oh, my gosh. Okay. We squatter. Squatted more than once. I didn't tell you. We spent Thanksgiving at another buddy's house, and they were out of town. And he just says, "Oh yeah, this is how you get into my house." We just like took over his house for like three days. I thought you guys were renting like a dual suite thing and doing it inside the hotel. We did, uh-huh. but then we found out my buddy Steve, who lives in Eden, Utah. Hey, ah. hey we're out of town. Go Upgrade. use my house. Yeah, we're like, mm, okay, for sure. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. So we went and used his house. It was awesome. Anyway, Mesa was beautiful. It was. 65 70 degrees every day sounds awful yeah it was sunny a little bit windy but i just i rode my road bike actually most yeah. the whole time i did one gravel ride i think i only put in like 14 hours i could have ridden more but it was just nice to get out there what's your miles for the year up to now what are you like 13 i'm not at 13 i'm at like 12,400 with or so much like gra- there used to be like a gravel conversion on that too because you're probably upwards of like 16 if you were just doing all just road. look at the hours how many hours yeah. have you ridden yep. like crazy 790 hours or that like is that. nuts yeah you're gonna have ridden like 150 hours more than i have by the end of this year that's freaking <laughs> incredible oh my god but what's your total volume though when you factor in like the swims I mean, and like, the runs probably about 100 hours more than that but only 100 hours more than that like that's like and that's three sports it's different doing only one sport for that volume like i genuinely think it's harder to do one sports volume of that like yeah that's incredible it was kind of a weird frustrating week for me because i had been gearing up for this last cyclocross race so i had i'm quite fit at the moment you look fit (laughs) you look pretty fit so i i like went out and did like a 50 mile ride and averaged almost 22 miles an hour with some climbing where i'm just like and i'm by myself just riding yeah so it was like, okay, man, I wish you I need, could have used this. You need to somewhere. do two things. Two things here. You need to go up large. You do an all out <laughs> twenty. You, you you need to go up large. I want to see where on that list you'd be right now, in your uh, best fitness. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And maybe. and you need to jump on Swift with me and Nate and Josh on, on Saturday. I I, <laughs> I did a few Swift rides. Matter of fact, I yesterday I we drove home almost all the way from we. Where were we last night? I don't remember. I think we were Burns, Oregon again last night. We mm. drove through Nevada, and we stopped, and we mountain biked in one spot, which was really cool, and we went through this car forest near this old ghost town of Goldfield. You'll have to look at my Instagram to see what that looks like. need to catch up on Lance's Instagram. And, um, but I had like a very long driving day. I got home and did not want to ride yesterday. I did just did not want to get on my bike. And funny enough, um, about five o'clock, I'm like, okay, I, 
I have this day streak. I'm at like 130 days. I've ridden every yep. single day in a row for 130 days. So that predates the the Thanksgiving challenge, that rather the the dialed 100. It was right? like 20 days before. 20 that. days before. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And um. The only reason I got on the bike last night was to keep the streak alive. I did not want to ride. So I thought, okay, if I really don't want to ride, I really should take a day off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the ride was like a day off. I got on Zwift and tried to keep it under 100 watts and under 100 heart rate. And I managed to do under that. Under 100 heart rate? Yeah. Yep. Good God. I think I just standing wow. my heart rate's at like 105. I don't know. That's <laughs> so what I was going super easy. But I, I had a ride like that last week too, but. There was other underlying conditions. I saw, as to I why saw I was that. There. I saw that ride from you. I was like seventy. What was it? Like seventy-five watts. Yeah, I, I mean, you couldn't even light a hundred-watt light bulb with the I ride almost, that I did. I almost wanted to message on there and be like, "The gauntlet has been laid, Matt. You got it. You got to get your wattage underneath this." <laughs> I did. I did get your feel, wattage under control. <laughs> I did feel inspired by Matt Legrand last night uh, while I was doing this, trying to keep it under a hundred watts, which yeah. was difficult. But then, you know, I, I wake up this morning and I feel like I need to go. <laughs> rip something off so i rode like 30 miles in this morning anyway so yeah i had a fantastic week rode well cool i missed i just missed that i didn't get to this last race but it was definitely the right call and uh i don't know what's gonna happen so here we go we're gonna have to come up with our own ways to show fitness i'm still gonna chase koms yeah i'll I'll still do that we just got to come up with like race koms (laughs) we we, we'd really like restructure the kom game and be like all right everybody this is this is the kom this week go out and tear it up when are you leaving again three days four days uh thursday yeah Ah. maybe thursday you gone for christmas uh no we're we're going to sun valley idaho for a ski trip a week-long ski trip with my kids nice My, my kids can't get christmas off because of their jobs so we're all meeting the week before and we're spending the week in idaho nice i think my ride streak will be very difficult to keep up probably because it's like six degrees there yeah. I, i'll have my indoor trainer set up i mean you can take the tax with you or the no, omnium i don't think i'll take the tax with me it's just too big to haul yeah. around yeah uh, i'll just take the omnium and use my road bike so too cool. big to haul around you got a you got a small bus that you get to drive around yeah that's true but <laughs> you know it's just like <laughs> The tax is just, it's just, it's not very mobile. It's they're not, not easy yeah. to carry. They just have like a handle. It's like awkward yeah. to carry. It's like 70 pounds. It's like too. a massive yeah. triangle too, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's just base-wise does not fit into place as well. <laughs> and it still works. Otherwise I'd replace it. At least the Wahoo has like the, I mean, the Wahoo weighs a million pounds, but it has like, you know, the legs, I mean, it's pretty easy to store. Yeah. And it's yeah. got a handle on it and everything. Yeah. 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 So, well, whatever. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Yay. Woo. <laughs> uh, my back pedal real quick. Uh, not much. It's just. I think I rode on Zwift Monday through Saturday. Exciting, huh? And then I rode oh. outside with Sean yesterday. <laughs> but uh, mm. I did have one day in there, season. like Lance, where it was just super low watts. I'm, I had another spell of uh, vertigo hit me. Oh, oh was that day. The gift that keeps yeah. on giving when you get hit by a car, and I'm sick of talking about it, but I don't know. It's just one of those things that just popped up, and it made me feel nauseous and zapped all my energy. I'm like, I, I, I still- I don't know how you rode a bike. It, with well, the- it, it wasn't happening. It's more- like at this point now, it's more positional. Like I was getting them throughout the night. Like when I'd roll from one side to the other, the full on vertigo thing would hit and the room would spin and it yeah. just felt miserable. Ugh. Anyway, um, so I got on the trainer and kept the watts super low because that's about all I had in me. Fun times, huh? Yeah. And it's not yeah. much else to report. I mean, we did our team ride, which was uh, a blast and it had a pretty good showing again. We did the whole Innsbruck thing like Matt was talking about. And um, I'm following uh, 
kind of quasi following a, a structured training program right now as well. So there's not really much fun stuff. No KOM hunting, no nothing like that. Just yeah. trying to stay on a, a program here so I can keep up with all you kids that are getting way too fast <laughs> as I get slower <laughs> and older and fatter. So. Kids. Lance gets to be a kid now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking older. younger. I'm older than all you Just guys. Just the hair is not making you look younger. But, no, but, it's but totally your, gray. But your fitness is, is getting younger and younger and younger <laughs> and younger. Should dye hair, Lance? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so – at this point, it would be way too obvious. It would be, be so blatantly obvious. obvious. <laughs> I would love that, Lance, if you did that. Dye my hair. That needs to be your Christmas present to all of us. Please dye your hair. I don't want anything physical, <laughs> nothing like looks, that. I just want <laughs> – Make it orange. That'd be make sweet. it like try orange. to look real too, Lance. Yeah. Just oh, like just – like, Yeah. <laughs> Layer it. Natural. I don't know what just, just like bleeding colors when you sweat on your, <laughs> your face. Like, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right, moving on. Champ Bailey, top five. I think he's in the top five discussion. I mean, I'm not just going to go out crazy. Hall and of say Famer. Top three. Hall of, Hall of Famer. Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey by Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey, you in yeah, the house? Yeah, Champ Bailey's right here. I've got my own intro now. I love it. Wow. <laughs> Very nice. Is Champ Bailey really a top five corner of all time? I don't know. I think so. That's a, he is yeah, pretty he was, good. Yeah. I know there's a lot of Denver fans out here, so they're going to be like very biased towards that. I'd put him in the top five. But yeah. Seen him play. There's a lot of good cornerbacks, though, history-wise. Yeah. All right. Racing news. Go. Yeah. Uh, there was a cyclocross race. There was a couple cyclocross race that happened. Um, one was the uh, Super Prestige race that happened. These are all happening in Belgium or the Netherlands. Uh, super Prestige Boom. It was won on the women's side by Lucinda Brand, who's been mm-hmm. winning every race she gets in. Yeah. Uh, the cool news from that race. Um, our. Um, is she calling now? <laughs> She's calling. Lucinda <laughs> Brand is calling She's in. Tell us the cool news. <laughs> the cool news is, as our American champion, remember her name? Uh, Clara Hansinger. Clara Hansinger. Mm-hmm. She took sixth. Oh, she was top ten. Yes, dang, which is fantastic. Did you look to see where Becca ended up? I did. I don't. Not sure if Becca raced. She may not have because she may still be recovered from that. She has concussion. Yeah, she had a bad concussion. Uh, She she may have, but she's been barely getting in the top thirty. Yeah, yeah, she's been struggling. Anyway, super cool that uh, that Clara um, got in the top ten. Katie up in Compton there or no? I don't think Katie was there. No, she just had a birthday this past week, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. She's in her. How old is she? 40s? I think so. Yeah. On the men's side, it was won by our, I talked about him last week, Ellie Easerbit. Yeah. Uh, Did you get the name right this time? I have no idea how to say his name. It's Easerbit. Easerbit? Okay. Sounds good to me. I'm totally guessing. Easerbit. Uh, And our uh, podcast favorite athlete, Wout Van Aert, took fourth this week. Mm -hmm. So behind a few other guys. I think Vanderpool did a race. But it was not one of the super prestige oh, races or I even UCI know race. Raced. Okay, so that's Jeez, what's happening back there. Into it. Um, the other thing, they are still going to go ahead with the world championships yep. for cyclocross, but they announced that there will be no fans at it. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that they get to race, but yeah. it's kind of like the whole the whole vibe. Yeah, like no spectators at the world championships, which is makes the right sense. call. Yeah. Absolutely, the right as call. long as they can race. At this point, it's like as long as the race. even if they were like, we have to bubble it, you'd be like, fine, just let them race. Yeah. <laughs> just put them in a bubble and race them. And that's all racing news. Uh, champ out. Let's move on, Jake. What do you say? <laughs> all right, Matt. Mr. Speedo's over here is going to chime in with his little PTO Jake and, update. <laughs> Jake, and, Jake and Lance can, can quietly remove themselves from the conversation now. Matt, so... Sunday morning, what were you doing? 
Um, I woke up super early and started working, but like, I think what's most important is the triathlon side of things. We had a race. Triathletes actually got to race. And not only that, it was, as far as I'm concerned, it was the world championships for 2020. Yes. And as far as I'm concerned, it was the most exciting professional race I've seen. Okay. So in my life, the most exciting I've seen. So this happened. It really was. This happened on the Daytona track. On the Daytona Speedway track. Florida. Mm -hmm. Uh, No spectators. None. Had to be invited to come to this race. It was just professional athletes. It was athletes and family, basically, and and media. That was it. Distance was. So it was a 2K swim, which is what you swim for a half Ironman. Okay. It was an 80K bike, so a little short of a half Ironman bike. It's about 50 miles. About 50 miles. And then an 18K run, which is about an 11-mile run. Okay. So it was, in theory, going to favor the ITU athletes. Because shorter, you can go a little bit harder. You would think, hey, that swim's a little long. They can kind of go a little bit harder on the bike, and that run favors them too. That was absolutely not the case. 100% not the case. There were some ITU athletes that performed amazingly well, but especially in the men's field where there was a lot of trash talk back and forth between the two, I think Matt would agree the, the, the long course guys came to play, and they really, really came to play. Like hard. What I think was interesting about it, and I think the reason that, the, that it, it became more of a long courser type race was because the – you know, aerodynamics and being on that TT bike and having the 20 meter draft like segment, like how they had the draft rules set up was, was really a very important part of the race. They were going so fast, so fast on their bikes so for fast. that bike ride that basically if you weren't a pretty, I mean, if you weren't an amazing biker, you were gone. You were yeah. not in the race. And then you had to be such a well-built, strong runner too, because to come yep. off the bike after the speeds these guys were going yeah, exactly. and even dream of running some of the paces that were thrown down is, I mean, I'm still mind blown right now, but the women's race was first in the morning. So Pacific Northwest, she is from Canada, but Pacific Northwest resident, Paula Finley, who is, um, Eric Lagerstrom's uh, significant other and big YouTube star in oh. the triathlon world. It's Eric Lagerstrom's, Lagerstrom's yeah. like girlfriend. Uh-huh. Oh. Which now, for anybody, Eric is now Paula's boyfriend, is how I'm going to always I, describe I it for so. now, because Paula threw down the gauntlet and won that race hands down. I mean, it was, yes, it was a great race, but she- Two and a half s- minutes. Yeah, swam in the front pack biked at the lead the entire race until Lisa Norton took the lead. And then Lisa Norton had to walk and drop out, and Paula took the lead on the run and dominated. And $100,000 to the winner. She won a lot of money. I was going to say. It's a $2 million purse for the entire— Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it was good money there. Yep. I think everyone was like, you just go. You go to this race, and even if you're in the top 60, there's money. Yeah, yep. even the tenth all, place all the, was seventeen grand or something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, just great payouts across. Fortieth place was twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah, right. So I think it's like that's the amount of money that you're like, hey, this is going to cover the trip if yeah. I just finish Go. the race. Yeah. Yep. So in so. in second place there was the defending Kona champion. So even though Paula comes from ITU, she's been racing long course for a couple of years now in the half Ironman distance. So she she's kind of a hybrid. It was Holly Lawrence, Laura Phillip, and Annie Hogg populated the other top four, basically. 
And Anne, Anne Hogg was, I mean, ran out of her mind. She ran a 105. 105. She, she, she basically ran six flat pace for the entire run. It looked suspicious to me. It was. Just, just being being a fan of being being a hardcore triathlon fan of American triathlon. I do like looking at German triathlon, which is very, very fast, and always just being like, "That looks suspicious. Looks like Jan Ulrich. Looks like Jan Ulrich out there." But that's, what is happening? But. I will. I mean, so Anog had to serve a two-minute penalty for, for drafting. drafting. Now, I'll, I'll talk about the drafting penalties. I really yeah. hated. Now, now, Matt, I I think you'll you'll agree with me here. And I was talking with Josh today too. I hated that the 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 verbiage around that was like, oh man, she would have, or Vincent Lewis would have been right there for the win if he wouldn't have got that penalty, or Ann Hogg would have been right there without the penalty. Okay, that penalty they had multiple warnings. You're sitting in a draft putting out probably 75% of the watts of the person in front of you. That is cheating. You're cheating. That's a two-minute penalty. If you are on your own. I feel like in some cases, like the drafting penalty, like it's not really cheating. Like she didn't cut the course. She served her penalty. I don't really consider it cheating. Okay, cheating, cheating strong, but she she's basically saving her legs through that draft. So I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, if Ann Hogg hadn't had that penalty, she'd be two minutes faster on the course. She probably would have ended up roughly the same time that she was because she also wouldn't have been able to go like a bat out of heck coming out of right. the penalty box and run a 105 flat. So I think I think that she probably would have run closer to like 105 mid, 106. Paula still has the win either way in my book. Yeah, Paula still, Paula still would have won, no doubt about that. It's just yeah. the fact that like, yeah, I I don't I didn't really see the drafting for her. I I think that she kind of got a bad gig on that one. Whereas yeah. Vincent Lewis like was like very clearly drafting. Blat- yeah, blatantly drafting there definitely. So, but I think this that is there are levels of breaking the rules, you know, or whatever drafting penalties, and uh, and I think that she should have been probably let off the hook. Just a so, quick question: They give yeah. you a, a warning. Correct? Is that what you said? Yeah. So in that supposedly, this is what the announcers were saying: is usually the bike will pull up next to them, the the the, the moto, and will say like, "Hey, you're in the zone." They'll yeah. give them either one or pass two or back off. Yeah. Either you know, um, you know, do your business or get off the pod, basically. And there's there's a rule when you go for a pass, you have a certain time limit to get through right. that zone. Right. Um, and it was only 45 seconds. I'm just thinking that that she rule gets broken frequently early on when there was too much traffic out of the water. Yeah. Yeah, and I think also too she she is a great athlete, but she knows her strength is the run that she's an elite runner, and that she needed to hang in on the bike. I'm sure there were moments where she's probably sitting in that draft feeling okay, and it's it's scary when you're that person to try and pass because for 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 Anne, if she passes, let's say uh you know she she wasn't all the way up to field to Holly Lawrence who was way up there, but like if she goes to pass a super biker. That super biker is going to pass her in like two minutes later. So energy conservation wise becomes the question there. Who was who was your pick on the female side? Oh my god, uh, Nicola Spirig. I wasn't even close. Tenth place. Okay, Nicola Spirig. So <laughs> funny. We did a little poll. We did a little uh, uh, betting that Matt Matt was yeah. into. Yeah. 
uh, out of the what eight people, Matt, I was dead last again. Yeah, you were dead last. So, Kevin, you have a you have oh, a knack for picking. I have a um, I have a knack for being amazingly wrong. I, it rivaled my Tour de France failure. It wasn't quite as, the Tour de France failure was 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 amazingly so, bad. What was crazy about this bet was it was like pick your top eight men and eight women. Yeah. It was like the most crazy bet of all. Of like why why eight? Why not top three or you know something normal? Which on the on the women's side was a real shame for for me and Josh because we both picked Spear to be up there. Spear got out sprinted by eighth and ninth, and you know if she would have known that, hey, I'm betting on you getting in the top eight. <laughs> There's bets maybe, to eight guys. Maybe she would have pushed it a little bit more to get into that top eight. So, okay. So what happened in the men's race? So the the, the men's race was. And correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. I loved watching the women's race just from being a Paula Finley fan like we all are. Yeah. But the men's race was insanely competitive. It was I mean, I I men's race was more competitive than the women's race. Yeah. But they were both Amazing the best races. Competitions yeah. of the year by far, because that was like the only one of the yeah. year. But also, even in a normal like you know, normal year with Kona and all the big races, like this race would have been probably the best race ever competition wise even yeah. like men's or women's side it was pretty impressive absolutely did so did you guys enjoy watching this more than you would watch like a anything know, kona iron man yeah this was more engaging oh, it was only 100%. three hours instead of eight yeah. you give me you you give me kona any day or this i'd watch this every single time over kona absolutely this was what's interesting about this is the that that itu itu versus long i mean there's just like a really cool mix to that like there was there was we don't ever see that so i liked yeah. it and it was so, and, and me and Matt have been talking about the backstory. There was a lot of trash talk going into this. So talking specifically, there was between the American athletes, um, Sam Long, who's this young guy we've talked about on the show a lot, brash, but uh, I mean, speaks, I think coming from his heart, I don't see him as a very aggressive trash talker. He's, he's a light spirited, good, 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 good guy. Um, I love Morgan Pearson and Matt McElroy, but they talked a lot of trash back to him and, I mean, Pearson in a in a post on his social media basically said, "Sam, don't disrespect me. You can't run one mile with me." Like no no holds bar. He threw a punch at him and said, "Like you cannot run with me." Period. Pearson didn't make it to the run. Right. I I picked Morgan Pearson to be on the podium. He did not make it to the run. What happened? No idea. Nobody's. But I have no clue what happened. McElroy cramped on the bike and didn't make it through even half the bike. So. There were ITUers, I think, that went. And Sam Long ended up ninth. Yes, and Sam Long had the race of his life. And that ran, was he ran one hundred one. He ran amazing. I mean, the, the the guy biked. I think it was almost thirty miles an hour. He was like twenty nine point eight, thirty miles an hour for fifty miles. Wow. I mean, it's insane. The guy's power profile. He his NP was three sixty six. So here's the thing. He biked even with Lionel Sanders, who just set the Canadian one hour record on the track. This is where triathlon is now bringing in, and I think they've always had strong cyclists, but this is like a new, I mean, the Lionel Sanders of the world and the Sam Longs and the Ditlev, who is this Danish kid who's just coming onto the scene. These guys are like world-class, if you gave them a year, track cyclists. I mean, power profiles that are insane. Huh. I mean, numbers numbers that really, really are like world-class cycling, which I don't think triathlons had like world-class cycling in it before. So this was won by... Gustav Iden? Yeah. Who, I don't even know who that is. He won he won half Ironman Worlds last year. And then Matt Hansen, who's a USA athlete, yes. he was second. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And third was George Goodwin. Yeah. Who's yep. that? 
So Matt, exactly. Matt, he's totally a mystery how many, guy. How many, people, guy. how many people do you think pick Goodwin to be in their top eight in the world? No, no one. Nobody. So here's the thing. Goodwin actually last year was 12th at half Ironman Worlds. The, the quietest 12th, I think, in the history of the sport. But the guy was a very good junior short course British champion and then progressed to racing half iron distance in Europe and had a bunch of podiums, but did him very quietly. He's a young guy. And then jumped into this race and raced stupendously. Swam within himself. It's suspicious. Suspicious. (laughs) Suspicious. 2020 is such a quiet, you know, quiet year. Like, yeah, these guys can get stronger and us not know about it. Well, also, Uh, who I I, I was uh, thinking of this, Matt. So, you know, the uh, Erdinger team, the German team. There's like Andre Dreitz on that team. Patrick Lange's on that team. Okay. Thomas Davis, the guy who was like at the front of the race the entire time. Who, yeah. No idea who Thomas Davis was. Patrick Lange may be like the fourth fastest guy on his own team right now. Like he's, he's. I feel like he hasn't done much in a while. No, I feel like a former Kona champion is like not even the fastest dude on his own team. So there was, I mean, the men's race basically came down to Gustav Eden took the lead on the run after doing very, very well the entire race to stay in contact. Blew away. Prior to that, Allie Brownlee, who was in the lead on the bike, basically the entire bike, until this young guy, Ditlov, caught him. And Allie Brownlee is far and away the favorite for this race along with Vincent Lewis. Both at the front, Vincent Lewis starts to drop off on the bike after getting a drafting penalty. Well-deserved for Vincent Lewis. He's going to serve a two-minute penalty. Basically, at that point, you can imagine his race is done. So he, uh, Allie Brownlee comes off the run, takes the lead. You think it's going to be over. He all of a sudden pulls up and has a calf injury, pulls himself out. What? So he's done it like two miles, like done, pulls himself out. Isn't that kind of his MO a little bit? Doesn't he pull himself for being, yeah, so like, softly? I like I, I like Ali Brownlee a lot, but he is known as a guy who runs into those situations a lot. But he like bury him absolutely. He buries bury himself. himself. He buries he himself. Like where so his body falls apart. When he says my calf hurts, I 100 percent believe Ali right. now because that guy that guy will bury himself. But so then all of a sudden you look at the front of this race and you're like, where are all the ITU guys that were supposed to be dominating this race? Gustav Eden then takes the lead and goes away. You're like, okay, there's the guy. Like he's he's gone. He's he's going to win the race. But then, like Matt said, Matt, and you would agree, places two to ten, it became the most exciting race I've ever seen over that distance. It was a mix of people, right? Like Rudy yeah. Von Berg was in the um, in that American. mix. Yep, uh, American um, ITU. Uh, but then Matt long, Hansen, long clearly, course, long course for know, Rudy. Yeah, it was it was really cool to watch for sure. It was, and then yeah, Matt Hansen being. He had the fastest run. I mean, just amazing. Now, Matt Hansen holds the Ironman Marathon world uh, world record run split. Um, he's gone 230 low off the bike before. So he it is not a mystery that Matt Hansen can run off the bike. But to run through that world-class field was just... And also, if anybody's ever watched Matt Hansen run, he's one of my favorite run gate analysis. Anybody who wants to sit there and say, like, you know, like, heel striking's bad, watch Matt Hansen run. It's, he's not the most beautiful runner. No, he's not. But he, I'll tell you what, he moves quickly. And there's Hurts. a lot of – Matt, as a coach, if you saw a kid running like with his his arms just coming like all the way across, I mean, it's it's incredible. The guy just like lurches his his each step forward. It's amazing. Cool. Well, yeah. And Lionel Sanders finished off the podium. Looks like he was fourth. Yeah. 
Yep. Lionel Sanders had an amazing day, in my opinion. Him and Sam Long um, had a pretty amazing day together. They came out of the water. Correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. They were like 54th and 5th or 53rd and 54th, which is basically... Yeah. Basically the very back of the they 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 came out with, you know, roughly where like guys like me are coming out, probably probably even a little bit further up, but way way back. And they jump on their bike and they average 30 miles an hour for the entire bike ride. Or oh, I thought it was faster than that. I think it was actually. I think I think it was over 30 miles an hour. And they worked worked together but were just Sam Long running into T1. He was talking in an interview afterwards. He tapped Lionel on the shoulder and said apparently the most explicit, like, <laughs> motivational thing. Because Lionel said he was like, I was very jacked up to, like, bridge this three-and-a-half-minute gap. They had a three-and-a-half-minute gap to the front of this race. That is a three-and-a-half-minute gap to a gold medalist, Allie Brownlee. They gap all but 40 seconds of it. Wow. I mean, tore through the field, wow. 30 miles an hour, tucked an arrow, probably didn't get out of arrow the entire time. And then jump off, and they both run five mid. I mean, run two of the best run splits of the day. And Mm -hmm. just stayed right with that group in that front. And, you know, Sam ends up top 10, which was amazing. And Lionel ran himself into fourth. So you obviously watched this. Um, I can't say that I did. I had other things (laughs) going on that day. Um, I did not either. Yeah. Was was, it well produced? Um. Yes, until the very end. It 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 did a Matt. Did you like the broadcast through through most of it? Yeah, I did. I think that the there may have been a glitch at the end where it just kind of cut out, and I'm guessing mm-hmm. that was like they had the live broadcast set for a specific amount of time, and the time like clicked off or something. Is that what yeah. you're talking about, Evan? Yeah, yeah. But well, like that's a, I mean, it, for a it first didn't time that much. group yeah. to do a live broadcast like that, they crushed it. Yeah, they did. It was watching that was exciting for the future of professional triathlon. I was, they need to keep that race going exactly like it is. They Tweak do. the setting where it's like one person just wrote like, hey, this race is going to take three hours. And then it cut off the live feed at that point. It's like, no, you should probably do four hours. Yep. Just leave that, you know, like whatever it is. That's it. Like fix that and like do the same thing you did. You know, maybe add more stats for live video footage or whatever. But like it was yep. really, really well done. Yep. So what kind of camera angles were they getting? Were there like aerials and you could see what was going on? Or were Yeah, they, would- yeah, they had helicopters. They had yep. uh, the interviewers were like out there with motos and cameras on their helmets. So you could see like pretty close there. And then you had um, the trucks like, cars going around the, the Daytona outside, Speedway. Yeah. So you had cars with really nice cameras as well. Very smooth. It was pretty yep. well done. Huh. The swim component, you said that they swam in the infield in like a lake yep. or something like that. Was mm-hmm. it big yeah. enough for them or was it kind of Yeah, they did. They, in fact, they didn't swim the whole thing. Yeah, they, they, they did a two loop. So so they, they came out of the water, which is really good. I like when they do two loop swims. I don't know about you, Matt, because, because it gives splits to where the guys are. Uh-huh. Yeah, I it's like it. really hard for uh, announcers to track where everybody's at in the swim. Just It's hard to recognize people in the swim. Sure. Um, so when they come out at the halfway point and then run around this little pier, run back in and dive back in. Wait, so they had to get it out of the water, run mm-hmm. around to another spot, jump back in the water. Yeah. And that's, and that's actually pretty common in the ITU okay. world. They'll, they'll do races like that. Um, I have never done a race like that, but it looks pretty exciting because you get an idea where everybody is and there's some violent, I mean, like you'll see guys are throwing those <laughs> and they're dead sprinting into a dolphin dive basically back in. And yeah. it is. I mean, huh. the, the field gets a little discombobulated there. So just out of curiosity, do you know how many other uh, like venues have this similar setup where you could do what they did there in like a confined area? 
Man, I, I kind of like the oh, idea. Zero. Of it. It's awesome. Zero. I think they I should mean, be I, a Daytona. I can't think of. I'm sure there are some sort of places somewhere, but like nothing like Daytona Motor Speedway. I mean, yeah, that's crazy, right? I'm just thinking, like, hey, if you get a like a racetrack, you know, a couple miles long, yeah, that you can run and ride on. Is there a place with you water? You could swim. Like that's that, that a you thing. Could swim, yeah. and then you could kind of create like a little bit of a series out of it and take it yeah. on a little show. And I and I just think that the the way that Daytona opened up to that race, I I hope PTO just says. Here's here's the, the 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 sneaky building, you know, elephant in the room now. And Matt, you you, you may agree with me is PTO's got a little bit of swag, not, not a little bit, a lot of swagger behind it right now compared to Iron Man. I I've yeah. even been I've even been talking with people. I am I'm very apprehensive about even signing up for an Iron Man race next year. Iron I mean, Man is ripping off their yeah you know their customers yeah yep and treating PTO us like is absolute saying crap. like hey pay whatever you want to watch this race with the best racers in in the in world. world yeah. And I mean, here, here's the bottom line is the, the Kona broadcast on NBC has been a mainstay in triathlon for a long time. It is a great staple in triathlon. We love hearing those stories, but it has never been about the pros, the people who actually commit their lives to that sport. Never been about the pros. Yes, they show the pro race. It's it's interrupted in and out with stories the, the about the program. Age the the actual broadcast yeah. isn't so much about the pros. It's no. about the feel good story of which the is finishers. fine. Yeah. Which is fine because if if that's the route that Iron Man wants to take, cool. But the pros have had a very 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 fair beef with Iron Man for a while. It says you don't support us. You don't do anything for us. Why are we continuing to commit our our professional lives to you? PTO's come around right now and said, okay, we're going to make a race that is just about you. Like, that's it. Yeah. For the first time in this sport outside of what ITU does, which is, hey, this is the pros race. You can come and race if you're an amateur, but we really don't care. This is about the pros. If Ironman wants to continue that NBC broadcast, they can fill that niche, which is great because the sport needs that. And that's the coolest part of the sport. But it's going to be an interesting concept now because let's say PTO... And Matt, I don't know what you think. What if PTO moves this race and says, like, we're doing it in October? I guarantee you the pros Yeesh. are going to race PTO. They're going to go where the money's at. They yeah. are, because yeah. that's a $2 million purse. And you think Ironman's going to pony up a $2 million purse? Absolutely there's not. A lot, there's a lot of money if you're at Kona World Championship, like, there aside is. from the actual, you know, finish line paycheck. I think that there's, they, a lot of sponsorship. there's no way that these two big entities are going to step on each other's feet. The good news is is that there's a second big entity for pro triathlon. Yeah. There right. wasn't last year. Yeah. So Well, I just I, I think what's gonna happen is if PTO builds a schedule. So so if they build a schedule and they can just choose any USAT race or international race they want, say this is a PTO race, I think what they'll do is pros like me will end up just doing the Ironman races and it'll be really, really slow fields compared to the PTO races. Yeah. Now, Kona might already may, be slow fields, though. I mean, like you usually are. only get like they one are. or two, you know, big time pros that are going to you know where they're going to be. They're going to be at the front of the race. Yeah. I I don't know. I think that it's one of those things where Kona is still going to be Kona. This race is going to be the like after Kona December thing, I think. Yeah, and it's going to be big. Was it a success for them? Was it a financial success? Did it go off? the way that they wanted it to, did they bring in the income that they needed? And obviously they're going to pay out the athletes because yeah, they they said they were going to do that. I think it was, I think it was a huge success for them. I don't know if they made money. That's that's a big question. Yeah. Will they make, will they stay around now in the future? I think so. I think they, they planted themselves firmly into the front of triathlon's eyes this year. And I think that has staying power for them. What's the financial backing behind them? Because I know that Matt, I think it was last week alluded to the fact that that they had, 
like made a, a bid to buy Iron Man. So they obviously yeah, they've yeah. got some fundage because that's not a small uh, small ticket right there. No, um, I have no idea what their funding is, but it's got to be similar to what like it's got to be more than Super Leagues. Even I know Super League. I heard an interview with Chris McCormack, which is the short distance version of this. Yeah, um, and they did great financially last year, 2019. He was saying. Now that could be business talk where you're saying like, it's, "Oh, we did great." I think it's private investment. It's yeah. personal private investment. It's a. I think that they're probably pretty shoestring. I think they're 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 able to get all kinds of sponsors and things like that because the sport is backing them. But I'm guessing that they could like tomorrow be like make an announcement like we are bankrupt. Like I would not be surprised at all if they were like we have no money. Yeah. Um, yeah, they could put on a successful event, but like they could have gone very deep into debt. We don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it should be interesting to see how that pans out. Hopefully for you know the sport of triathlon. Yeah. They have proven something that they've got a good uh, good product here, and hopefully there's a lot of people that you know, signed up and gave them a few bucks to watch it. And maybe they got some sponsors and maybe it's something that grows. Hopefully I mean, it's fun to see this kind of stuff. I just, yeah, I just, I just hope that the, 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 the pros that are committing their lives to doing this sport will get supported financially enough to be able to do that in PTO. So it's not just the people that have financial backing already that can get into the sport professionally. Um, and if that means that pros like me get to disappear because there's faster guys coming through, that get to commit their lives to it. That is awesome. I will gladly go and place last place in these races and drop out and race amateur if it means that guys in this sport, guys and gals in this sport can actually be supported and not have to work part-time jobs all the time just to just to make ends meet. According to the Google machine, um, a year ago, the professional triathlon organization has been around for a while, but it never had mm-hmm. a financial backer. Finally, yep. billionaire Mike Moritz. from Boulder, isn't he? He is a venture capitalist. I don't see where he's from. But, I, thought, I thought the guy was from Boulder, but, but I could be wrong. But he's the guy who put several million dollars into it and, and backed the prize purse that allowed it to all kind of go on. Interesting. Good for him. Yep. Well, if you've got the likes of someone like that floating around and maybe he needs a little yeah. tax write-off or something, I maybe think, that's uh, going to work out well I for you. Gustav Eden and Paula Finley probably owe him a Christmas present, but that's that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else? I think that's about it. That was a lot of triathlon. That time. was a very long. This has been <laughs> triathlon a, talk with Matt and Evan. We're, we're 50 minutes in. Yes. <laughs> we're 50 minutes wow. in. And Evan's got 10 minutes left before he's got to run out for clinic stuff. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into uh, Patreon real quick. We have a new Patreon, you guys. Uh, Mr. Right. Alan, Alan Walls. Thank you very much, Alan. You are um, now a part of the Patreon team. and Excellent. We'll toss your name into the old... Uh, hat for doing our drawings um which as we speak of um we're gonna do one of those next week another drawing but you gotta gotta show up to listen to find out what it is that you're gonna win Mm. and if you're gonna win so um again thank you to all of our other patreons and for everybody that's uh, continuing to support the podcast here we greatly appreciate that guys guess what that's hot. 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 That's hot.
Um, let's start with Lance. Lance said he's got something, and I think Evan's flying off the, the cuff here today, and I'm not sure what Matt <laughs> has up his I'm getting out because I for sure have not thought of a hot seat question, which I already <laughs> announced before the podcast, and it has not come to my brain yet. So <laughs> <laughs> We'll save Evan for last unless he tries to sneak out of here. Mm-hmm. So, Lance, go ahead and hit us up with one. Okay, what is your most indispensable indoor riding piece of equipment or whatnot? Not including your bike or your trainer or your Zwift. Or you know, you know what's mm-hmm. what's your next most indispensable piece Ooh. of equipment that well, you? What just... about a fan? What about a fan? Does that count? Yeah. Fan or counts. what? Like, how does that line up, Lance? Well, I think. Are you looking for something different than I'm that? I'm looking for something different than that because everybody okay, should fine. have. I can. Hold I on, can the do. I can do different than that. In real quick. <laughs> everybody, everybody should have bike trainer, a fan. And a, a computer or Zwift or some something that you're watching. So be beyond those things, what is something else you couldn't live without? Jake. Hundred percent YouTube. Okay. You <laughs> freaking tube. YouTube is definitely my number has one. Has yeah. saved my bacon and I have spent so much time on the trainer and I've been able to multitask and learn different things and just be entertained and watch Matt LeGrand's channel. Okay. It's fun. It's amazing. Yeah. Matt, what's your thing? Um I have like this little like table that's good and it kind of can sit pretty close to the bike. Um, on it, I have like uh, this like suction cup thing. I don't even know where I have this thing from, but it like holds my iPad like oh, at an okay. angle, like a tilted angle. It's kind of a cool like weird little setup. I'll have to take a picture and send you guys. Uh, but some of those little things like that where it's like having access to the iPad where you can touch it really quickly if you want to do a power up or something like that. Like having that stuff right there and ready to go and not paying a bazillion dollars for like the Wahoo table, although maybe I should get the Wahoo table, I don't know, um, I think is really nice. I I do have the Wahoo table, and the best thing about the Wahoo table is it is adjustable without having to get off your bike. Um, oh, I can nice. I can push it forward out of the way if I'm like sprinting. Yep, it's on casters and rolls. <laughs> yep, or I can pull it forward if I'm mm-hmm. actually watching YouTube or something like that, or if I need to get something. So that's what. I, and not only that, there's a button that you can push to move it up or down. Yep. So that you can, it's like adjustable without having to get off your bike. That's Jake, how much does that cost? I think those retail. Gosh, I want to say it's like two hundred bucks. Yeah, they're not cheap. Okay, that's not that bad. No, I mean it's not that good, but it's not that bad. Yeah, Evan. We get them for less than that, though. My (laughs) my big bag of Swedish fish. Okay, (laughs) I have a massive Costco size bag of Swedish fish. I actually just ran out of it this weekend, which is times times are desperate at the Cassie and Evan Castle. It is it is it is very 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 desperate situation when I do not have that bag of Swedish fish there because that means that I don't have anything outside. Like I think dry prep, maybe dry burritos, like you know, like the tortillas. Yeah. (laughs) Like maybe just tortillas. Now I have no idea what I'm going to do. No one said Zwift. Well, uh, we, Zwift counts in there. We, yeah, you, you assume you're going to have something on your. Yeah, yeah something. No Zwift one said or, music. No one said music. I don't I'm listen not, to music. I only listen to music during really, really intense intervals when I don't want to yeah, have to think about anything. To that's the only. Otherwise, I'm watching YouTube stuff. I I, I can't live without a, a stack of towels. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have to have a stack yeah. of towels. Even yeah. with I have two fans blowing on me, one from the front and one from the <laughs> rear, and even with two fans, I am a sweaty disgusting man. And so I, I go through a couple this, towels. This is why you ride outside so frequently. You go through a couple towels. I go through a couple towels. Oh my god, man. Yeah. 
Well, what's the room that you're in temperature-wise? And, and what size towel are we talking about? Hand towel? You, you're dealing with like a full-size? Like, I, I don't like full-size towels. Yeah, too much. Too much towel. It's too much. So yeah. I use hand hand size okay. towels. Like, yeah. We use an in-between. You know, it's like a it's like a little larger than your typical hand towel. Okay, It's yeah. like the Gatorade sweat towels. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, I like have, a, that's like a hybrid. I have to have a couple of those. If I'm riding for an hour, it, the first 30 minutes, I'll use one up. Towel. It, it'll be so soaked it's not working anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to turn my. I'm 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 Zwifting in my basement, and it's usually you know 65 degrees in my basement. It's not hot, but yeah. I just I'm a sweaty man. Cool. You ever seen the man not hot YouTube video no. song? Dang it! Oh man, that was gonna hit really <laughs> funny if any of you have heard. I'm sure Matt, have you heard of it? Have your kids ever looked up man not hot? Missed that one, Evan. Oh, man, wow, that swung hot. and missed. Everybody, please watch that. It's very funny. <laughs> Everybody answer that question? Yep. Fresh out, moving on? Yep. Evan, did you come up with one, or you need to, to stay for just another No, um, I'm, I'm just here to answer. Just here to answer today? Yeah. You're not yeah. a lot of fun today, my friend. <laughs> I'm just here to answer. <laughs> Matt, go ahead and hit us with a question. All right, hot questions, not so hot, not so dangerous. What are you guys looking forward to next year? 2021. COVID being done and over and gone. Thing of the past. Yeah. I figured that was going to be an easy answer, but you, you got to come up with something else. Come on. That's too low-hanging fruit. Road, well, I mean, road races. Biking-related. You road might be looking races. forward to next year's Tour de France. I don't know. Like, What are you looking forward to cycling-related? Um, me personally, I'm looking forward to doing a race through uh, WSBA. I want to go up and do some races up in Washington. Yeah. Really? You know, check out some, some new stuff and meet some new people. And Yeah, that's, that's kind of what that's I'm looking forward answer. to. I like that answer. Yeah. I am I one of the things I'm really looking forward to is regular weekly large group rides. Oh god, yes. If we can if I'm we I'm really missing those two right if now. If we get honest. to a point where we can get together with 20 people and go ride, oh my gosh, I just I miss that terribly. Yeah. That and god, I sure hope we can do training camp this year. I don't think that's going to happen. Training camp in the summertime? Training training <laughs> yeah. camp in October, who knows? <laughs> Maybe. It doesn't have to be in it February have to like be normally, in February. Is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> does need to be like before the start of the season if they start the season in june then maybe may maybe we do a may training camp there you go yeah we wouldn't have to go so far south we could go like northern california or something yeah maybe yeah how about you matt uh i don't know i was the one asking the question i don't have to answer it <laughs> you need to answer the question get answer I would the like question to see i would like to see a local triathlon race like nothing big but just something cool and reasonable like a real race would be a really neat thing to do to be able to race again um, I think that would be really fun. Other than that, like, you know, I, I think um, looking to see, like, what challenges that I know a lot of you guys have done, in particular, like, Evan did his own Ironman. He did his own, you know, Eversting challenge. So I'm looking forward to see seeing, like, if we are not racing next year, what challenges people kind of come up with because um, we can come up with something fun and, and work on something like that. So I am, really I am for sure going to do – in April or May, if there is not a race that I'm able to jump into, I'm going to do a time trial half Ironman. Me and Josh have already talked about we're just we're going to the same course we did for our full Ironman. We're just going to go all out time trial, yeah, and we'll open it up like, to the team, and we'll open it up to the team just like we did last time. Yeah. So yeah, I think that that would be very well received. Yep, especially yeah. if you even had a sh- shorter distance for some of the folks to come out and do maybe yeah. earlier or after whenever we'll do, we'll do like the same style where we did like a Saturday race last time, which was the kids doing their short distance race. And then Sunday was if you wanted to do a half or full. So we'd open it up to like if you want to do shorter sprint or Olympic distance, you can do that. Or if you want to do the longer day, we can make it a Saturday-Sunday combo. Gotcha. I like that. 
Yeah. Huh. Cool. Still got a question? Mm-hmm. Brainstorming here. Or did all we right. all answer that question? We did. What was yours again? You wanted just the big group, group rides. rides? Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. What is your favorite meal after your longest training day? So that's not like what's your favorite meal. This is what do you crave after, let's say, your longest training day is Lance's case, like a seven and a half hour bike ride. <laughs> I, do, I normally don't do stuff more than four hours. This is true. You really don't do a whole <laughs> lot of like monster. You're just, you're just like 70 miles every day, but that's you're just right. like never really go much it's past It's three that. and a half hours every day. That's true. That's true. <laughs> your, your biggest, toughest gravel ride, Lance, what is your favorite meal right afterwards? French fries. Yeah. <laughs> French fries, huh? French fries. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, uh, obviously, I'm the weird no one here. No burger with that. I, yeah. What well, are you eating with your French fries, you psychopath? No, nope. That's why I'm the weird one here. I don't Just eat the meat. French fries? Now, usually, I make some kind of large bowl that has okay. potatoes, rice, um, lots of different vegetables. I dump spicy, sweet chili sauce all over the top of it. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> And uh, it's got a lot of uh, different vegetables in it. I, I guess I know I'm. What th- did you dump in there? Spicy, spicy chili sauce. Spicy. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, sorry. I like that. Couldn't couldn't miss out on that one. So yeah, that that's me for post ride stuff. But I generally crave French fries, and maybe it's because it's salty and sweet, and so whatever. Cool. How about you, Evan? My number one would be actually um, Saturdays right after training. I will usually try to get like French fries are actually usually going to be part of it, but um, like two burgers. I I will eat two for whatever reason, like two seems like a good amount to me. It's like (laughs) not too much, but I'm going to eat them and not need to eat something else immediately after. And me and Cassie have this system down where I make my burgers. She starts the fr- – we'll cut the potato. We actually make our own fries in our in our uh, fryer. And she'll do a turkey burger because she's healthier than me. And then we will – like we have a system down in the kitchen to where it gets done in a pretty efficient amount of time right after. So we can basically be eating 30 to 40 minutes right after and then sit down and eat that right away. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's basically down to a full system. Yum. Matt, did you answer that question yet? No, I don't have a great answer because I don't have like a go-to meal after something crazy like that. I do have my, you know, egg breakfast burritos that I like to pack up and bring on bike rides and stuff like that. I miss miss doing that. I haven't done, I haven't done any like crazy long rides lately, so I haven't needed to bring a ton of calories with me. Um, and then uh, I used to do like protein shakes directly after really hard workouts. I haven't been doing that as much lately. I don't know if they're really that needed i just like having some sort of usually if it's like a hot workout you want something like like a cold calorically dense like drink like some i mean you think like milkshake right when you think about something like that but basically something like that except for with protein powder in there as well um but meal wise man i could eat pizza all day long and after a hard workout oh i love pizza yeah you know i had some uh what was it? Um, a margarita pizza that was fantastic. There's a little local place here called Bellagio's. It's kind of yeah. Yeah, you yep. guys know where Bellagio's yeah. at? Oh my gosh, their margarita pizza is so stinking good. <laughs> my wife brought some of that home. And I'm like, oh, I can't not have some of that because I was like, I'm I'm trying not to eat this kind of stuff. And yeah, I think I had like four pieces of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, my answer to that 
it's probably gonna be atypical and i'll eat it before a race and i'll eat it after a race sushi sushi yeah, you're oh, yeah. A sushi fan. God, you're weird. so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still never forget the day that it was like a day, day before a race, and I'm sitting in this sushi place in downtown Camas, and we're sitting in the window with my, my wife and I, and Matt gets out of his car, and he's like walking by and looks in the window. He's like, hey, it's Jake. And he's like, don't you have a race tomorrow? Why are you eating sushi? <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. a little dangerous, but. Hey, it's served me but well. still, yeah. yeah. served me well. So. I've never gotten sick from sushi. I've eaten, eaten questionable sushi and never gotten sick. From. You better knock on wood there. I did eat. <laughs> I ate gas station sushi multiple times, like for lunch for a long while. Dude, that is Russian roulette right there. Yeah, it but is. But it's not really that bad because it's not actually seafood. I don't, if it's not even it's seafood, for, it's still rolling the dice on that one, my friend. You see, but I think that that's even not a roll the dice because you now if it was if you went in there and they're like, hey, this is this is fresh seafood, that is rolling the dice. <laughs> but if you're just going in and getting like you know your chevron like pre made, or it's on sale because it's been sitting or it's there on for twelve hours. But you know that that's not actually. That's that is as much sushi as like you know I mean like the the day old stuff that they'll give you at Freddy's like there's no way that that's sushi <laughs> right so yeah. yeah to me it's pretty low risk low reward <laughs> it's not a high reward from that gotcha cool all right my little hot seat question here real quick goes back to the YouTubes um, some of you may or may not have seen the little YouTube channel that we started up uh, about a month and a half ago-ish, Lance? Yeah, like two months ago. Something like that, yeah. So we've been putting out a few videos and trying to stick to this whole once a week little, you know, posting them out. And we're starting to get a few followers. And some of our, our videos have gotten, you know, over 2,000 yeah. views, which is kind of cool. Yeah. A little bit of, like, you know, positive, like, feedback for some folks. It's always nice. Um, my question is, and I've asked Matt about this, and I've kind of gone back and forth and back and forth. I want to bring back the the live stream. So it's a, it's a part A and a part B question here. I want to bring back the live stream for the podcast so that people can watch that. Do you guys think we should do that? I I love that idea. I because for some people, if they're sitting at work, yeah, it, they can turn on the live stream and they they get the podcast a couple days early. Yeah, yeah. So and, and they can chime in with questions. Yep, and it's a good way to interact with folks. So yeah. I'm kind of thinking that we need to get back to that. I just need to make sure that the uh, the Wi-Fi that we have rolling here the is... The bandwidth is good enough. <laughs> yeah, to make sure that that's going to work. But I've upgraded and updated some of our um, hardware, which I think is going to help make that a little bit better of a, a setup now. And there's a couple different platforms that we can use to do that. So I just, A, wanted to know if, if we think that that's going to be a good idea. But um, with YouTube channels, they, they the, the YouTube people or the professionals, say that you don't want to get too diverse in terms of what you're putting on that channel so it, i, I want to just put everything under one dialed cycling channel instead of having a separate one for the podcast is that a good idea or do you think we should all have it in just one place so everybody can kind of see what we've got going on oh, i i love that idea in one all in one place all in one place okay so matt do you have a feedback on that yeah i mean i think i think as long as it pertains to cycling like I think is the this here's the thing I think subject matter needs to be specific to the channel. If you start talking about your family and all this stuff and like Lance starts talking about mustache wax, it's like, okay, come on, Lance. I mean, like, come on, what are you doing? What are you doing with your mustache? But yeah, I mean, you start talking about mustache wax. Does it work on a bike chain? Then you put that on. Hey, the dial. there you go. You might be up to something there. Uh, well, maybe yeah. there's a whole new line that you could do there. So I think it's, it's if the subject is specific to the thing, which our podcast, 
you know, we do dabble in some triathlon talk on here, but other than that, it is fairly cycling heavy. So I think it'd be fine to leave it on the dial channel. Okay. So I think then the goal will be come January. Once we hit, maybe for episode 150, we'll get back to it. Maybe that's going to be the plan. That could be cool. 150? All right. Let, let's just, let's write that down. Let's put right. that on the books. All right. So part B to the question is, what are some good videos that you would like to see that are not just your dull, low-hanging fruit, like, hey, here's how you clean a bicycle chain? What are some cool videos that you guys think we should do for the, the channel that people might want to see? Matt, you have any ideas or suggestions? Just looking for some uh, some new ideas here. Um, uh, let's see. Like, you don't want something simple like bike maintenance stuff. You want something. There more will creative. be some stuff in there. I've like when something comes up where there's a million different ways to do it, and people start to get a little bit lost. I want to try and come up with more of like a streamlined system. And and the next video that I'm going to do is just going to be a quick, short, little like three or four or five minute videos, just changing a tire. And the, the, it sounds stupid, but I can't tell you how many people that have even been around for a long time still miss certain little things, yeah. like how to, they're wrangling with getting a tire seated. Like some of the tires on the wheels these days, people are like, I, it took me 30 minutes to get that tire on yeah. there. And they come in and I show them how to do it in like 15 seconds. They're like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> like little things like that. But something that might be more interesting, you know, is it, do we need to have a vlog here? Do we need, do people want to, do people care about that? Do they want to hear okay. like human I have stories? An idea that is something that I've been thinking about for a while for like you and I and Lance and Evan can't join us because he's Evan. But <laughs> I mean, actually, Evan actually might want to join I'm, in. On I'm just going to excuse myself from all of this. <laughs> I don't think it's that technical, Evan. I think you can handle this where we do this fun challenge where, you know, we start at the lab. We go out on our bikes, we all go separate directions, and we try and get the most interesting like bike photo in an hour. Like give yourselves an hour, whatever it is. Like you can bring your phone if you we can just do like phone photography if we want to sure. do that. Come back, compare photos, announce a winner, or we could put it out to the public and be like, like who that. is the winner? You could put it on Instagram or something like that. I like that a lot. We could take a GoPro with us to kind of document the process, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So then you can make the video out of the GoPro footage and then you have the final video of us sitting around talking about who has who's the winner or whatever it is. That's like, really Lance nice of you. Takes to... really good pictures. That's really so, nice. And of I, you it might be hard. It's really Evan, nice. Of... You really... don't ever post pictures. <laughs> 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 That's really nice of you to offer up all of your time to edit that video too, Matt. I Thank really appreciate you so that. much, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What'd you say to Evan? Sorry. I got tons of, I was just saying Evan doesn't take enough pictures. He needs to get out there because he does tons of rides and stuff. He just doesn't document it. Right now I'm doing tons of rides indoors. So if you want to see a beautiful picture of, Do it. of a towel. Post it. Or a, Post it. I'll give it a thumbs I, up. If I could make somehow Swedish fish look artistic, I think that would be about the only way I could make like almost like a, like a sea of fish and just make like a little, little picture of them and then just do that. <laughs> Evan, do you have any uh, recommendations or something that you think that would captivate your interest? Like video wise, anything in there? Um, not off the top of my head right now. No, no, no. He's, he's up to his eyeballs and in, in documenting. <laughs> I think, I think the, 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 the thing that's probably going to have to happen is for quality of my, of my appearance on this podcast is, we're probably gonna have to go quality over quantity for me here in a bit because people are probably getting tired of hearing me ramble on and not know what I'm talking about when it comes to anything equipment wise <laughs> or preparedness for this. We could do a day inside of any medical practitioner during a pandemic, which would be a really fun experience for everybody who thinks, man, they look busy. <laughs> That's funny. How about you, Lance? 
Um, I, all my ideas we've already done. <laughs> that's yeah. the problem. That's why we're asking because we're trying to come up with more ideas. I just want it to be diverse and and maybe come up with like a, a few different things that that aren't like typical. Like I don't want to go out there and like just copy GCN or copy whomever. You know, I want to have something that's kind of unique to us because we've got like a, a really cool community. We've got a really cool team. We've got some some neat things going on down here at the lab, and I just want to try and you know, kind of showcase that, show everybody. You what, talked about at one point, Jake, like kind of picking someone and giving, you know, ba basically doing like a bit of a, I don't know if it was like a follow around or what you had talked about, kind of like highlighting a specific person within the team. Yeah. yeah. Just to kind of uh, create a little bit of like a documentary. Um, that's definitely yeah. still on the list of things to do. It's just a matter of uh, finding the time to make that happen. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why this idea just came to me, but like um, best 20 mile loops around the portland area best 50 Ooh, mile loops around cool. the portland area but however sure. we have we have followers and subscribers from all across the nation so it wouldn't really but that still could be interesting i yeah. think for or, even other like people. why did you choose that you know and maybe yeah. that's something that they can use like little metrics that they can use to go come up with the route i don't know i mean that that might be kind of rhetorical but i don't know I don't know. I just wanted to put that out there to see if you guys had anything. So um, to answer my own question, it was going to be what Matt just said was basically following somebody. Okay. I want to do because we've got some interesting people on in our teams yes. that, that have interesting careers. They've got interesting training habits. They've got you know like cool stories to tell. I mean, just you know, there's there's so many of them. I could I could start rifling rifling them off. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just I like really that idea do too. That, so yeah. Anyway, that was my. Uh, my little hot seat question. So. Oh God! Here it comes! Oh, hot, 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 That was for Evan. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that so much. <laughs> All right, let's get into one last thing, and we will wrap this thing up after that. Um, Evan, let's do one last thing with you because I know that you got to sneak out of here in just a minute. One last thing. Um, As he's typing a document yeah, no, I got for, for work and he's texting and he's just somewhere else. So I'm um, picking on him a little bit. We'll go with, I will, I mean, really nothing different is going to happen this week to be completely honest. It's going to be just Groundhog's Week. So yeah, still living the life here in the Pacific Northwest. It's a blast. Yes, sir. Mr. Matt Legrand, one last thing from you. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, Evan's right. I think we're going to have a lot of rain this week. I think it's going to be a lot of the same, a lot of indoor trainer rides. Um, I will, I posted a video last week. I posted, uh, top tech sports, top sports tech YouTubers. That was fun. Yeah. Video. It was cool. yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't that hard to make, uh, this week I need to get out, um, a couple of videos talking about, uh, different gifts for, um, swimmers, bikers, and runners. Jake, I might hit you up for ideas on bike gifts. Sure. Uh, you always have good ideas on that one. I've done that one. I think this might be the, it's either, this might be the second or the third year that I've done this one. So, um, that's kind of a fun little tradition started there. Uh, but I also have some other stuff to review. I have like an Insta 360 camera that I want to review. I have a, um, watch the Wahoo element, uh, rival, which has been, um, solid. And uh, a whole bunch of other videos that I want to get out. I mean, I, I just don't have enough time to do it all because work is crazy. So hey, Going back to the uh, video, the last video that you did, the top five sports tech yep. guys, did any of them I've reach out? Did any of them reach out to you or thank you or did any of them see it? Yeah. Um, all but one, I think. Who was the standout? So, was that? <laughs> who, who didn't reach out to you? Was it DC? 
No, no, he he said thanks. And oh, he did. Cool. Oh, he's cool. Super cool. Like, yeah, no. Uh, Ray is an awesome person. Like, uh, he put he took. I sent him some stickers, and he put them in the background of all of his videos. Really? Like, if you look at his videos, you'll see my stickers in there now. Too bad. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. It's super cool. He's such a nice guy. Um, and then you know everyone else. I think there. So there. What what I did was like five people, and everyone was like super thankful and nice or whatever. They had made the list or whatever. One guy reached out and he was like, hey, you need to redo your list. I, I didn't make your list. And I was just like, <laughs> he's, he's this hilarious guy um, from England. Uh, but then there was another guy that um, was on my bonus list. And I'm sure he just didn't see the video and didn't send me a message or anything like that. But um, he is uh, mostly on the running side of stuff. And he is posts like videos every day. His name's um, Kofuzi or his name is Michael Ko, but his channel's Kofuzi. And uh, he's a super cool guy. I really like him a lot. Um, but yeah, so called him out. He did not thank me for that or comment on the video, which I'm sure he would have had he seen it, but he missed it. Fun. Very cool. Love it. Mr. Hepler, one last thing. Um, because of a uh, recommendation from a teammate and listener, uh, Andy Levine, I ended up uh, getting a couple T-shirts from uh, Redbubble. Check this out. Can you, can you describe it? Oh jeez, yeah, it's a, it, well, it's a like a dark gray shirt with a black like subdued print on it with a bicycle helmet, sunglasses, and a mustache. Oh man, that is fantastic! You see it? Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> so Lance, I'm getting some. Uh, this is the other thing that I should have mentioned is I'm getting some shirts made up. I'm gonna start doing some t-shirts for the channel. A lot of swim, bike, run, rinse, repeat stuff. I love it. Cool. I'm really excited about it. I think some of the some of the designs are turning out really well. So. Got some merch. Yeah, I'm excited. Guess what you guys are getting? All, what are you all getting for Christmas? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> That's excellent. I need to come up with a shirt that has like swim, bike, run, rinse, repeat, and then have like the swim and run scratched out for you guys. Hold on a second here. I got to take a picture of Lance and we'll post it up on the uh, <laughs> the Instagrams for everybody to see. Um, very cool. Is that, was That's that one last thing? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my one last thing is that, um, I didn't do a very good job of putting this out there, but we did have like kind of like a little internal talk and I've talked with a few other people. Um, we originally were going to have our ugly Christmas sweater ride this past weekend on December 5th, but because of all the current COVID stuff and they've really ratcheted things down and just, it just didn't feel right to yep. have it. Yep. Um, we're pushing it back and we're going to cross every single finger we have to have it on Saturday, December 19th. Got it. So that is going to be kind of a crapshoot. We don't know if it's going to still be the same current COVID stuff, but we're going to do it regardless. And if it is one of those things where it's really ratcheted down and we just can't be around each other, we'll just do a time trial format. Something. <laughs> Something yeah. where we just space people out and we won't stop at a coffee shop, but we can still go and go out there and do that. And we can use that as a platform to kick off for the Bikes for Kids. So... Put that on your calendar, December 19th. If you live locally, we'd love to have you come out. We do want that fundraiser still to happen, so we're still trying to figure out a way to yes, make it happen. Yes. Yeah. And we'll post it up on the podcast Facebook. We'll talk, post it up on the team's Facebook, the Dow Cycling Team Facebook, um, Dow Cycling's Facebook. It'll go out on Strava and everywhere else that we can post it up just so that people can know what's going on. Love it. That's it. We're all done. We're all done. Nothing else. Matt, you got anything else you <laughs> want to put out there before we say goodbye? Thanks for letting us do the podcast, Jake. Always, always fun. Yep, always. Cool. We really appreciate everybody listening. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. Bye.